The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. On Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And greetings and welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show. It is a show like no other, and it's the show that's all about change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. Gloria's off today. Thank you for being here. This is the kind of show that's a little bit different than most as the experts show. We uh, ask you a lot of times to ponder and reflect things uh, in addition to offering whatever expertise we can and insight for your life. And so if uh, if we can just tickle your mind and your memory a little bit today, then we've we've done our job, or at least we're partway there. And uh, maybe you're in a kind of recovery today, right? Recovery from Black Friday craziness. Recovery, perhaps still, from your tryptophan-induced Thanksgiving Day celebration. And perhaps you've had more than one celebration as was the case in our family. Uh, <clears throat> wasn't enough to have one Thanksgiving. We sort of ended up having two. And uh, maybe that's like your life, too. Or maybe you just like to enjoy a cup of coffee with me this morning before cranking up the holiday machine again. Whatever the case, I'm glad you're here with me this morning, and I encourage you to catch the show with Gloria and I every weekend at this time on this station. You can also listen to us online at whio.com and through the iHeartRadio app. Today, you can jump on board anytime by simply giving me a call at the studio at 937-457-1290. That's 457-1290. Operators will be standing by. You can also write to us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Or if you're the kind of person who likes to actually just send an old-fashioned letter, we love those too. There is a season, care of Cox Media, 1611 South Main Street, Dayton, Ohio, 45409. There is a season, Care of Cox Media, 1611 South Main Street, Dayton, Ohio, 45409. So today, I hope you have time to relax. Maybe that's not the word you were thinking of uh, on this Saturday morning, but I hope you have time to relax. I hope you have time to take a pause if you've been running around or if you've been creating your own brand of hospitality for friends and family, or you just need a few moments to stop down. There's big football on today, of course as we near the end of the regular football season for college and we get into all the bowl games and so forth. We should have a contest on the uh, craziest bowl name. I don't know how many bowls are up to now, 30 or 40 different bowls and so forth. They, they do sound strange after a while. Maybe you'll be enjoying that. There's always plenty to do around the house, I'm sure. Uh, maybe you're still doing decorations or something or just starting decorations, or maybe you're just thinking about starting decorations, and you can perhaps get into that a little later on today. That goes for Christmas cards, too. Unless you're the really industrious type and you've got them all done already and sent out the door. Today, I'd like to invite you to ponder more deeply what we've just come through this week, this Thanksgiving thing, and consider what a posture of thankfulness really means. And that word posture, I think, is good to kind of mull over because it refers to something more than, than the transitory. It's, 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 uh, it's something that's there all the time. Your, uh, you know, keep your good posture, remember? So I'd like you to think about that, that today, to consider the thinking, the feeling, the spirituality that underlies gratitude. No doubt, if you've had a chance to enjoy a big meal or two these past few days, you said a prayer of thanks. A lot of us do. Perhaps too often, though, such prayers become rote. Maybe not for some people, but probably quite the case for others. A lot of us aren't comfortable praying openly in front of each other, so we use the tried and true, bless us, O Lord, or whatever, or some other prayer that, that does the trick, uh, and we can get past any awkwardness and get on with the meal, you know, and uh, it's, it's a little bit of an attached ceremony, I guess, prior to everybody either getting in line or serving it up at the big table and so forth. And it doesn't mean that we don't pause to think about being thankful, but it's not the kind of thing that a lot of us easily verbalize or know how to verbalize when it comes to this posture of gratitude. 
So the well-known prayers certainly help. Of course, the danger with some of that rote praying, uh, if danger is even the right word, is that we don't stop to really think about what gratitude means or whether our lives are aligned in a constant state of thanks. Maybe it's something akin to how we plow through the national anthem before a sporting event or even recite the Pledge of Allegiance for the hundredth time. These road activities are not unimportant. They're certainly part of our culture. We, we teach them to, to kids when they're real young and so forth. They're part of our shared experience. We generally do them during meaningful events. But the way a lot of us do them can sometimes gloss over what we're really supposed to be thinking about or appreciating. So what is gratitude anyway? You know, what is thankfulness more fully understood? Well, let's, let's just start with a thumbnail here. We've got a, a definition. Maybe this will ring true for you. Gratitude, thankfulness, or gratefulness comes from the Latin gratus, meaning pleasing or thankful. It's a feeling of appreciation felt by and or a similar positive response shown by the recipient of kindness, gifts, help, favors, or other types of generosity toward the giver of such gifts. The experience of gratitude has historically been a focus of several world religions. We'll touch on that in a little bit. It's also been the topic of interest to ancient, medieval, and modern philosophers and continues to engage contemporary Western philosophers. Now, the study of gratitude, there's a study of everything, right? The study of of gratitude uh, started within the field of psychology around the year 2000, Possibly because psychology traditionally focused more on understanding distress, you know, pain and suffering and so forth, than it did on understanding positive emotions. So the study of gratitude within psychology has focused really in the last 20 years or so on understanding the short-term experience of the emotion of gratitude, how it feels to be grateful, uh, with individual differences in how frequently people feel gratitude. Uh, you know, how often this is a part of your regular personality and your regular day-to-day life and the relationship between those two things. And we're going to talk about, you know, your, your sense of gratitude today. I'd love to hear about that as we go on, Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. But what if we, uh, what if we took another look at this from a different angle? Believe it or not, there is a, uh, a, a worldwide expert on gratitude named Robert Emmons, and uh, he did his work, does his work, um, out at uh, UC Davis, and there's an organization called The Greater Good. Uh, It's actually kind of like an online magazine. And Robert Emmons uh, argues that gratitude really has two key components, which he describes in an essay called Why Gratitude is Good. First, he says, it's an affirmation of goodness. We affirm that there are good things in the world, gifts and benefits we've received. Even if you just stopped right there, you know, we recently talked, uh, I can't remember what show Gloria and I did when we were talking about, you know, the, the sense you might get from the news that things are always bad. There's always pain. There's always something to be agitated about, always something to complain about. People with a, with a, with a posture of gratitude, I, don't, I, I think they recognize that there's a lot of painful stuff in the world, but I don't think they go through the day-to-day with that dominating their thoughts. This sense of an affirmation of goodness means their nose is pointed toward the good things. They notice the good things all around them. In the second part of gratitude, Robert Emmons explains, we recognize that the sources of this goodness, this is important, are outside ourselves. We acknowledge that other people or even higher powers, if you're of a spiritual mindset, give us many gifts, big and small, to help us achieve the goodness in our lives. So it's not necessarily kind of that short-term, am I happy? Am I making myself happy? Am I putting myself first? Am I seeking my happiness? It's more a sense of saying, no, I'm here, but there's a world around me. There's others around me. There's a higher power well beyond me, and that somehow I have this sense of gratitude or thankfulness toward those people or toward that higher power. Emmons and other researchers see the social dimension as being especially important to gratitude. Quote, Uh, I see it as a relationship-strengthening emotion, writes Emmons, because it requires us to see how we've been supported and affirmed by other people. In other words, we're not an island. Because gratitude encourages us not only to appreciate gifts, but to repay them or pay them forward. Another sociologist, George Simmel, calls it 
the moral memory of mankind. This is how gratitude may have evolved, by strengthening the bonds between members of the same species who mutually helped each other out. So I don't know when the first um, sense of gratitude occurred in the history of mankind, um, or, you know, I don't, I don't know when the first thank you occurred, um, but somehow or another along the line, people did sense some kind of reciprocal relationship between either acts of kindness, acts of generosity, something beyond themselves, which they felt then uh, that they needed to say thank you for, that they were, you know, in, in gratitude for. Now, it's important, though, having just said what I, what I did there about that reciprocal thing, to, differ, to differentiate between gratitude and indebtedness. They're not the same thing. While both emotions occur following help, indebtedness occurs when a person perceives that they're under an obligation to make some kind of repayment of compensation for the aid received. So it is a very transactional thing. It's not so much in that posture of gratitude category that we talked about. It's the sense of you did this, I'm going to repay you, right? I'm going to even up the score, as it were, so that I don't feel this this indebtedness, this shortness on my side. The emotions of gratitude and indebtedness can lead to very different actions. Indebtedness can motivate the recipient of the aid to avoid the person who has helped them. That's kind of interesting, right? You receive something if you feel indebted. You're not all that comfortable being around that person because you feel like there's this thing you got to pay back, right? Whereas gratitude can motivate the recipient to seek out their benefactor and improve the relationship with them. There's a real sense of, of appreciation in that thankfulness of the person, not just what they may have done or what they may have given, but what they have really done for you in your life. And so you want to be around those kinds of people in your life. So <clears throat> these are just a, a few things, you know, in terms of defining gratitude and giving you some sense of, of where it fits. Now, Robert Emmons and his group and so forth talk about the science of a meaningful life. So there's a lot of researchers who've spent time on this and want to add some science. I, I don't know if science is necessary for all of this or not. Certainly in today's world, people like a lot of facts and a lot of things backing up their opinions on things. Um, and the greater good is, is something I can point you to here as, as we get toward the, the end of the program. Uh, <clears throat> now, um, we're going to have more on this idea of gratitude, and uh, I'd like you to just be thinking about that and what, what you're truly grateful for and so forth. In the meantime, I'd like to remind you, it's Medicare annual election period. It runs through December 7th. You've been hearing about it. You may still have some questions, or you might think you got to make a tweak or so to the, the program that you're already in, to the plan that you already have. Maybe you just want to double-check something. Well, I encourage you to do the smart thing, and that is to call our friends at Medicare Planning of Dayton. They help you sort out what's truly best for you and your health and your health plan. Here's the kicker. The call to Medicare Planning of Dayton costs you nothing. This is a no-obligation deal. It's an opportunity to go right to Dayton's Medicare Resource Center with your questions and concerns. And we encourage you to get a plan that truly works for you. Call today, 504-9999. Write it down, 937-504-9999 or MedicarePlanningofDayton.com. When we return, I'm going to ask you to join me in the quest to answer the question, why? Why are we grateful? Why are you grateful? Is this something that was taught when you were little? Is it a habit now? Is it something that comes from within you or comes from without you? I don't know. Where does it come from? Help me out today, 457-1290, to join the conversation on gratitude. 457-1290 when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. 
Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Don't miss the three-day home improvement deals during Menard's Black Friday sale. Hurry in for best selection. The Brute 25-ton gas log splitter is $699 after rebate. Save 15% on all stock drywall. Get a gallon of Dutch Boy DuraClean interior flatter ceiling paint for $9.98 after rebate. Get your choice of American Standard Cabina faucets. Just $19.99 each. Find these and other huge savings. Now through Sunday during Menard's Black Friday sale. Save big money at Menard's. Hi. This is Wesley with Everybody Fitness. If you wanted to start exercising this year but haven't yet, come check us out. We have some of the nicest, cleanest, most equipped clubs in town with a friendly, non-intimidating atmosphere. We're open 24 hours and have lots of extra amenities like childcare, tanning, group fitness, and more. You can even do your cardio in a movie theater. And right now, you can enroll for a dollar. That's right. Join and pay only $1 to enroll. Stop in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. And remember, right now, you can enroll for only a dollar. At Jeff Schmidt Auto Group, we have seven state-of-the-art service facilities. All seven locations have modern waiting areas with free amenities. Or drop off your car and drive off in one of our complimentary loaner vehicles. If you're too busy to come in on a weekday, schedule a Saturday appointment or use one of our 24-7 drop boxes. Your car will be taken care of by one of our certified technicians who are always kept up with the latest training. From an oil change to a major collision, come to Jeff Schmidt Auto Group and experience the advantage. And watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowen in the WHIO Air Scouts. Thanks, Charlie. Not much change since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh, severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO. When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV. This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that, along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach. And I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously. 1290 Veterans Michelle Scott, Carl Blake, and Jesse Graham. I was an unemployed veteran. I served because it was always my dream. September 11th happened my senior year. I wanted to serve my country. After injury, I felt scared, worried, concerned. I was newly married, didn't really know what was gonna happen next. I just remember sitting there trying to move my legs. I lost my job, then I lost my house. I had to start over. First person I saw after my wife when I was a new injury was a, a Paralyzed Veterans of America member. The second person I saw was a service officer for our organization. The Paralyzed Veterans of America, they gave me the outlet to find a career now. They focus on the accessibility for our lives. They helped me get to a point where I'm at now, where I can have a job, have a family, be a part of society, and live life the way I want to live life. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Scattered showers possible throughout the morning hours, starting off with a low as warm as about 43 degrees. Breezy throughout the day, and we could possibly see a few isolated showers towards noon, most of that activity calming down in the afternoon. Breezy and mostly cloudy with a high of 52 today. As we go towards the overnight hours, mostly cloudy for the majority of the night, but a few areas of clearing skies could lead to areas of fog developing as we go into Sunday morning. Low temperatures around 40 degrees for Sunday morning. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Good morning and welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf, 457-1290, if you'd like to share your thoughts about gratitude this morning. What are you grateful for? Why are you grateful how did you become grateful? Did it start early with manners? When did it click that you were truly grateful that maybe you had, you had this posture of gratefulness or gratitude that I talked about uh, earlier? Let's welcome Bernie to the program. Bernie, happy hey, Thanksgiving. Bob, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, it sounds like you're the lone wolf today. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> 
I try to be that way. But <laughs> my gratitude comes totally from within, and I've always been that way, and I've always felt I have. I don't have strangers, just friends I haven't met yet, and my relationships are you do this for me and I'll do this for you, and if you don't need me to do something, that's fine. And just a completely open, amiable relationship, and you know how a two-year-old child is wanting to just love and everything like that. I sometimes think that we who are grown up in some ways need to behave more like them. Well, yeah, and Jesus talks about that in the Bible, you know, let the little ones come to me. Yeah. Um, but I have wondered about this nature-nurture thing. We do teach kids uh, to share um, right. because there is this tendency, I think, uh, in in most uh, of our species to be uh, somewhat selfish or self-centered. I'm going to grab that thing. I'm going to take this thing. And a lot of times people be, are somewhat concerned about really passive babies or passive children that don't seem to have any desire to go and acquire for themselves. Well, and yeah, and yet mean, we have to draw some borders, you know, right. for boundaries for the kids. Well, yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, at the, at, at, at the same time, I, I guess I just have it in me to know when to do what. And I've, all, I've been that way ever since I couldn't remember. Really? Yes. I was going to say that um, I felt like there was a certain um, uh, socialized or cultural sense of gratitude, the pleases and the thank yous and the manners and all that for most of the early part of my life. But that uh, a bigger, more profound sense of gratitude really kicked in in my later 20s and in my 30s, you know, as, as, as my responsibilities in life increased. Uh, certainly as I had some other, you know, material benefits that that seemed to be some kind of a measuring stick where I was walking around going, well, why me? How did this happen? It, it's got to be something beyond me. And I, I started to develop a bigger sense of gratitude. But I, I wonder if it's the kind of thing that grows in a lifetime. Well, it grows and uh, uh, it, it grows. And also uh, the manners and everything. Yes, I was brought up with all that. But for some reason, I've always been grateful and thankful. Well, I'm glad, and uh, and that's good, and I bet the people around you in your life have felt that from you, uh, and it's one of those things that uh, is reciprocal. I hate to say transactional, but it does uh, it does get exchanged between people when you recognize gratitude and when you feel that from somebody else. Exactly, exactly. So uh, anyhow, I just wanted to express how I feel about life. I appreciate that, Bernie. I hope you have a great weekend. Hey, you do the same thing, and by the way, I never listen to anything negative during the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. We just we just uh, had discussions and stuff, and uh, uh, t- TVs and radios and everything were turned off. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're listening here. All right, Bob. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bernie's always a great call. So what about you? You know, what do you think about gratitude? Uh, why are you grateful? That's really what I'm trying to get at here. I know you might be grateful about this or that thing. Did you? Are you conscious of when it really became a bigger part of your life? When we come back, we're going to take a, a, a glimpse here at where gratitude may be rooted. Is this a chicken and egg thing uh, where the major religions, where our faith life has played a huge role in defining and cultivating gratitude? Is it the result of gratitude that uh, kind of wells up spontaneously within a society? Which of those things might it be? Or is it something else? Also got thoughts on what happens when there is a lack of gratitude. What kind of world is that? And I'm sure you've seen a lot of that in your life here over the last years and decades and whatnot. Whatever your thoughts, do share them. 457-1290 when we continue after the news. You're listening to There's a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're keeping our eyes on the investigation of two people fleeing the scene of a crash after a police chase. The latest details coming up. Rain showers possible throughout the morning hours. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic checking things out on those major service streets and the freeways throughout the Miami Valley. Those freeways looking all clear. The roads a little wet in spots, but not really posing much of a problem out there so far today. 
is our top story. A stolen vehicle was involved in a chase early this morning that ended in a canine foot pursuit in Huber Heights. Cops say a driver didn't pull over when they tried to stop them in Enon. The driver of the silver sedan led cops on a chase before crashing and attempting a getaway on foot. Cops say from cops from four different jurisdictions, that is, were involved in this pursuit. Right now, we're working to learn more from those who responded to the situation, but there are reports that as many as two suspects were seen fleeing the area. We'll bring updates on that story as we get them. Well, since it is the holiday season, now officially that Thanksgiving is over, don't feel bad if you put on a few pounds. A latest survey from Herbalife Nutrition says that nearly 45% of adults abandon healthy habits from Thanksgiving until New Year's Day and on average put on an extra six pounds from Thanksgiving until the end of the year. Also, 8 in 10 saying that they find themselves eating all those extra sweets and holiday cookies during the season. That's Fox's Mike Gunzelman reporting. Well, the mayor of Tijuana declaring a humanitarian crisis in his border city and says that he has asked for the United States aid to deal with the approximately 5,000 Central American migrants who have arrived at the city. Mayor Juan Gastelum says the Mexican federal government has provided little assistance and he's not going to commit the city's public resources to dealing with the situation. That's WHIO's Dave Daniels with team coverage. Now, let's get a look at that exclusive weather forecast with the most accurate and dependable forecast is meteorologist Jesse Mag. Likely to see scattered showers throughout the morning hours today. Low temperatures starting off at 43 degrees. As we go towards the afternoon, most of that activity will calm down mostly cloudy skies and breezy with a high temperature of 52 degrees today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag of the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar showing the scattered rain starting to clump together in some counties. We're seeing that happening now in Miami and parts of northern Montgomery County working its way eastward. Also seeing a bit of scattered rain north in Auglaize County as well. The rest of the counties looks like they could be in the market for some overcast skies, but maybe not a shower for at least a little while. 45 degrees right now. Now in Troy, it's 46 in Springfield, 48 here in Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Remember back in 2016 when interest rates went up? Pensions lost thousands of dollars in value. Don't fall victim when this happens again. You could lose 20, 30, even $40,000 of your hard-earned money. As an associate, you need to learn the facts about your lump sum payment. Join Mike Martinez, the president of The Pension Group, for one of his upcoming workshops where he can help you better understand your pension options. You pick the date, Tuesday, November 27th or Thursday, November 29th. For more information about these events and to reserve your seat, call 833-362-4600. That's 833-362-4600. Seating is limited, so call now to learn more about these events and how you can attend. For more than two decades, Mike has helped thousands of individuals just like you make informed pension decisions. Get the facts about your pension Tuesday, November 27th or Thursday, November 29th. Mike Martinez and the Pension Group, 833-362-4600 or online at thepensiongroup.com. That's thepensiongroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Pension Group. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob and uh, Gloria's off today. This is the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. It's also the show where we try to get you to do a little reflection, a little thinking about some of the, the things that we maybe take for granted in life. And I uh, really appreciate you being here with this morning, uh, here with us this morning, here with me. Uh, our producer's standing by. If you'd like to call in, 457-1290-937-457-1290, anywhere in the area. We're talking today about gratitude. We've just come through the big turkey day or turkey days if you're people who are still uh, munching on the leftovers uh we're very fortunate in this country to have all the gifts that we do uh certainly in terms of food uh, if, if nothing else and uh so it was a, a great day to be around uh friends and family uh, i hope that was the case for you certainly but what does it mean to be uh in a state of gratitude in a posture of gratitude um beyond the rote things that we say beyond the please and the thank you 
how does it change your life? When did it really kick in for you? Four five seven twelve ninety. If you'd like to share that. Now I, I went to the break talking about how there might be this chicken and egg thing in terms of how it relates to uh, some of the major guidance that millions have received since uh, you know for thousands of years here in terms of religion, right? Well, uh, within the Jewish faith, uh, Judaism, uh, gratitude is an essential part of the act of worship and a part of every aspect of a worshiper's life. According to the Hebrew worldview, all things come from God. And because of this, gratitude is extremely important to the followers of Judaism. The Hebrew scriptures are filled with the idea of gratitude. And there's many examples, too, more, too many that, that we can really get into here uh, today. Christian uh, conceptions of gratitude um, are said to mold and shape the entire Christian life. Martin Luther uh, referred to gratitude as the basic Christian attitude, and today it is still referred to as the heart of the gospel. As each Christian believes they were created by a personal God, Christians are strongly encouraged to praise and give gratitude to their Creator. In Christian gratitude, God is seen as the selfless giver of all good things, and because of this, there is a deep sense of gratefulness which enables Christians to share a common bond, shaping all aspects of their lives. And in uh, Islam, in, in the Muslim faith, the uh, Quran is filled with the idea of gratitude as well. Islam encourages its followers to be grateful and express thanks to God in all circumstances. Islamic teaching emphasizes the idea that those who are grateful will be rewarded with more. And we could go on and on here in terms of um, other faiths around the world. So as, as did these faiths grow out of some kind of innate sense of gratitude that we have, something that's almost instinctive, or are they really the formulation um, uh, that we have followed, you know, th that has structured our society and built our cultures and so forth? I don't know for sure. I don't know if I have the complete answer, but obviously all these major faiths have a sense of gratitude uh, within their scriptures, within their practice, and so forth. And so it's obviously been a big part of our world. Now, all that said, and given you know the, def the quick overview definitions we did in the first part of the show, you also have to ask, well, what happens when there's not gratitude? You know, what gets in the way of gratitude? And if we can go back for a moment to this Robert Emmons, who uh, is part of this uh, Greater Good organization or this uh, online magazine, if you will, and I'll still point you to that here when the show is wrapping up. He wrote an essay uh, that, that says this, this asks this question, what gets in the way of gratitude? And he says, we live in a nation where everyone is in the pursuit of happiness. Each individual has his or her own path, uh, and, and the journey takes them in different directions. For some, the search begins in books. For others, it comes through service that they've uh, provided. But perhaps the most popular form of seeking happiness in this culture is through the accumulation of things. Materialism though, is bought at a cost. A society that feels entitled to what it receives does not adequately express gratitude. Seen through the lens of buying and selling, again, that transactional thing, relationships as well as things are viewed as disposable. And gratitude cannot survive this materialist, materialistic onslaught. The lack of gratitude is contagious and is passed from one generation to the next. Conversely, he says, the act of gratitude is also viral and has been found to greatly and positively influence not just relationships, but one's own emotional status. Research, there's that science again that I talked about in the opening part of the program. Research has proven that gratitude is essential for happiness, but modern times have regressed gratitude into a mere feeling instead of retaining its historic value, a virtue that leads to action. Just as great philosophers such as Cicero and Seneca conclude in their writings, gratitude is an action of returning a favor and is not just a sentiment. By the same token, ingratitude is a failure to both acknowledge receiving a favor and refusing to return or repay the favor. Just as gratitude is the queen of the virtues, ingratitude is the king of the vices. And I have... Um, what is, uh, I think he makes a reference in another one of his writings, Robert Evans, talks about the perhaps the greatest act of ingratitude ever in the history of the world. And that's coming up in a moment. All right. So why do we have this ingratitude? He goes on to say here that provision, that is the sustenance of food, clothing, shelter, and all other manner of blessings, whether supernatural or natural, becomes so commonplace that it's easy to take these things for granted. We believe the universe owes us a living. 
We do not want to be beholden, losing sight of protection, favors, benefits, and blessings renders a person spiritually and morally bankrupt. And it's hard to improve upon the words of our 16th president in 1863. Abe Lincoln said, We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown, but we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. And there's an awful lot, if you dig into philosophy and, and theology, that, that talks about the swing back and forth between, you know, the, the enlightenment and reason and the power of, of the, the human being to solve all problems and also this reliance and this vulnerability uh, or this faith in the higher being and how those two things have intersected over the centuries. But that is interesting here, uh, as Abraham Lincoln said in 1863, that we have forgotten God. And that certainly would be a big part in shaping our perception or our posture with regard to uh, gratitude. Robert Emmons goes on in his essay to say, uh, he, he talks in this next section about saying no thanks to gratitude. And he says, perhaps the most famous instance of ingratitude in history is found in the New Testament Gospel of Luke. I don't know how well read you are about your Bible. But um, let me just try this on you here. Jesus heals 10 lepers of their physical disease and in doing so of their social stigma because lepers were, of course, separated in those days, um, ostracized, put off to the side outside of society. Pronounced clean of their contagious condition and no longer social outcasts, they get their old lives back. Remarkable thing, right? We don't have modern, they didn't have modern hospitals back then and so forth. Cured on the spot. Well, being brought back from the near death, you'd think they'd be overwhelmingly grateful, right? Yet only one returned to express thanksgiving for being healed. Knowing full well that only one would come back, thankful, Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to them, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Biblical scholars of this passage agree that by faith... What Jesus really meant was thankfulness, as in, your gratitude has made you well. The parable reminds us of just how common ingratitude is and how easy it is to take blessings for granted and how gratitude is dependent upon unmerited favors. Were the others ungrateful? Or perhaps maybe they were just forgetful. After all, given back their dignity, they were no doubt in a hurry to return to their families and old lives. But contemporary research paints a more complicated picture of ingratitude. People who are ungrateful tend to be characterized by an excessive—I'll get it out here—excessive sense of self-importance, of arrogance, of vanity, and of an unquenchable need for admiration and approval. Narcissists reject the ties that bind people into relationships of reciprocity. They expect special favors and feel no need to pay back or to pay forward. This is powerful stuff in this essay. Given this constellation of characteristics, being grateful in any meaningful way is beyond the capacity of most narcissists. Without empathy, they cannot appreciate an altruistic gift because they cannot identify with the mental state of the gift giver. Narcissism is a spiritual blindness. It is a refusal to acknowledge that one has been the recipient of benefits freely bestowed by others. A preoccupation with the self can cause us to forget our benefits and our benefactors, or to feel that we are owed things from others, and therefore have little or no reason to be thankful. This may ring true here if you think about all that we've talked about, Gloria and I, in the past year about entitlement and you know, perhaps some changes in, in the, the generational uh, differences and so forth and how people are evolving in this country. Entitlement is at the core of narcissism. This is the attitude that says life owes me something or people owe me something or I deserve this. In all its manifestations, a preoccupation with the self can cause us to forget our benefits and our benefactors or to feel that we are owed things from others or from life or that... Therefore, we have no reason to be thankful. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I've worked hard and so forth. I'm, I'm, I'm a United States citizen. Order. I'm entitled to whatever, right? Entitlement and self-absorption are massive impediments to gratitude, says Robert Emmons. 
you will certainly not feel grateful when you do receive what you think you have coming because after all, you have it coming, right? It didn't come from beyond you. It was supposed to be there, supposed to be guaranteed. Counting blessings will be ineffective because grievances will always outnumber gifts. The shortage, the want, will always be foremost in that person's mind. Were narcissistic entitlement a condition that afflicted only a small percentage of humankind, then there would be little cause for concern. Indeed, psychiatrists estimate that only 1% of the general population meets the clinical criteria, criteria for narcissistic disorders. However, narcissistic characteristics are found in all individuals in varying degrees, and I'll add, at all times of the year, in all situations. Early childhood is marked by egocentrism. I, I, I mentioned that earlier on. The inability to take another's perspective. This preoccupation with one's own internal world is a normal stage of human development. Over time, though, most of us evolve out of this restricted perceptual lens. However, those who continue to see the world primarily from the inside out slide down the slope from ordinary egocentrism to entitled narcissism. Reading an essay here uh, by Robert Emmons of uh, UC Davis, uh, University of California, Davis, and also part of the Greater Good Organization. Uh, that's tied in with Berkeley uh, University. If you'd like to weigh in, four five seven twelve ninety today here on, on There's a Season, we talk about gratitude. Now he goes on and he says, the truest approach to life, you know, is there an antidote to ingratitude? Wouldn't that be great, especially every time you see it, either when you're out shopping or on the highway or uh, in any number of different areas of your life? Is there an antidote to ingratitude? Well, gratitude is often prescribed as the remedy for the exaggerated deservingness that marks narcissistic entitlement. But what enables gratitude in the first place? Well, according to Mark Mitchell, a professor of political science at Patrick Henry College in Virginia, gratitude is born of humility, for it acknowledges the giftedness of the creation and the benevolence of the creator. This recognition gives birth to acts marked by attention and responsibility. Ingratitude, on the other hand, is marked by hubris, which denies the gift, and this always leads to inattention, irresponsibility, and abuse. In gratitude and humility, we turn realities, we turn to realities outside of ourselves. We become aware of our limitations and our need to rely on others. In gratitude and humility, we acknowledge the myth of self-sufficiency, which, of course, is a big, big deal in American culture when you think about it. We're talked about, we talk all the time about being self-sufficient, you know, being able to handle whatever comes your way, uh, building yourself up and so forth. But in this case, in the sense of gratitude and humility, we acknowledge that there is a myth to that, that you can't just do it on your own. So we look upward and outward to the sources that sustain us. Becoming aware of realities greater than ourselves shields us from the illusion of being self-made, being here on this planet by right, expecting everything and owing nothing. The humble person says that life is a gift to be grateful for, not a right to be claimed. Humility ushers in a grateful response to life. Humility is a key to, to gratitude because living humbly is the truest approach to life. Humble people are grounded in the truth that they need others. We all do. We are not self-sufficient. We did not create ourselves. We depend on parents, friends, our pets, God, the universe, and yes, even the government to provide what we cannot provide for ourselves. So this is, a, again, from the essay by Robert Emmons on gratitude. There's a little bit more I'll share with you here as we uh, come back from the other side. And uh, if you still got a thought you want to get in here under the wire, 457-1290. When we come back, we finish out talking about gratitude. Also get a sneak peek at some of the programs coming your way in the next several weeks. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. So guys, are you thinking about getting an engagement ring? Then I highly recommend getting with the people at James Free Jewelers. I'm Jake, and I got my fiance's ring at James Free. Look, if I could have bought the ring without ever going inside a store, I would have. But James Free makes guys feel comfortable when they're shopping for a ring. I know, right? But this is a total no-pressure zone. They really care. They don't hover over you or follow you around. Once they ask you what you're looking for, they just let you look. I felt no pressure. None. See, you're not dealing with some gimmicky chain store. James Free is a local shop that cares about our community. And they've been serving Dayton for over 78 years. 
Here's something else I really appreciate about James Free. They specialize in conflict-free diamonds. Plus, no matter what your budget is, you're going to find a great ring. So if you're thinking about engagement ring shopping, stop by James Free. You're going to have a great experience there. Go online to jamesfree.com and then head to James Free Jewelers at 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering. Hey, it's 3 a.m. and the ticking clock seems as loud as a jackhammer. And instead of dreaming about marshmallow clouds and, I don't know, running with antelopes, you're having night sweats and worried about your parents and their medical bills. They're older, you're stressed, I get it. But losing sleep over a few questions about a medical bill isn't going to help. What will is knowing your parents have Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They provide real people to talk to who can help right then and there on the phone. It's this really crazy notion Anthem likes to call doing the right thing. So your parents will get the care they need, you'll feel more confident than ever, and those antelopes, well, they're about to get their running partner back. For all the things that keep you up at night, Anthem Medicare has a solution. Real people empowered to get you on the right track so you can rest easy. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Rest easy. To learn more, visit resteasy-anthem.com. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of the Anthem Insurance Companies, Inc., independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. At Miami Valley Gaming, a Buckeye in your pocket is lucky. And with over 1,800 gaming machines... Hey, Lucy. Oh, wow. It's Bucky, the Buckeye Farmer. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the people. So there's tiny people inside the microphones? Awesome. Aw, oh, Bucky. Visit Miami Valley Gaming just off I-75 at exit 29. Get ready to get lucky. Must be 21. Gambling problem in Ohio? Call the gambling helpline at 1-800-589-9966. Dave Knapp Lincoln in Greenville, the Miami Valley's oldest Lincoln dealer, has consistently been a great place to buy a car. Come in now for great deals on Lincoln SUVs, crossovers, and cars, like the Lincoln MKX, MKC, and MKS. Test drive one today and let Dave Knapp's committed sales staff help you drive away in the brand new Lincoln you deserve. And your relationship doesn't end after the sale, because Dave Knapp Lincoln is there for you with a state-of-the-art repair. Repair Center staffed by highly trained mechanics. Dave Knapp Lincoln, your home here. Visit DaveKnappLincoln.com. Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness. If you wanted to start exercising this year but haven't yet, come check us out. We have some of the nicest, cleanest, most equipped clubs in town with a friendly, non-intimidating atmosphere. We're open 24 hours and have lots of extra amenities like childcare, tanning, group fitness, and more. You can even do your cardio in a movie theater. And right now, you can enroll for a dollar. That's right. Join and pay only $1 to enroll. Stop in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. And remember, right now, you can enroll for only a dollar. At Handcrafted Amish Furniture, we offer the best selection of Amish furniture at the best prices in the area. We offer sofas, bedrooms, dining rooms, TV consoles, entertainment centers, and so much more. Our showroom is on North Fairfield Road in Beaver Creek, or you can visit our website at DaytonAmishFurniture.com. Don't waste your time shopping for cardboard furniture from a warehouse. Treat yourself and your family to Handcrafted Amish Furniture. Hurry in now for our largest selection of the year and get great sale prices going on now at Handcrafted Amish Furniture. Scattered showers possible throughout the morning hours, starting off with a low as warm as about 43 degrees. Breezy throughout the day, and we could possibly see a few isolated showers towards noon. Most of that activity calming down in the afternoon. Breezy and mostly cloudy with a high of 52 today. As we go towards the overnight hours, mostly cloudy for the majority of the night, but a few areas of clearing skies could lead to areas of fog developing as we go into Sunday morning. Low temperatures around 40 degrees for Sunday morning. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. Gloria's off today. You think it's only the elves who are busy? Oh, no. Oh, no. Gloria and I are in the, in the workshop chiseling together, putting together great shows for as far as you can see. We got all kinds of coming things, uh, all kinds of great shows coming down the pipeline. Uh, we're going to be talking about academic freedom, but no free speech. What's happened to our colleges? We're going to be talking about that here in the next several weeks. Also, collaboration versus coercion. Where does one leave off and the other one begin in relationships, particularly between the generations? Also, I started my career after I retired. Kind of a little bit about that third life, you know, what's going on after you've done with your major career and perhaps being a parent or a grandparent. Uh, a lot of other shows coming down here. We're talking about hearing loss and technology and also the very best presence during the holidays. Uh, that's coming your way 
on There is a Season. So we've been talking today about gratitude and having a posture of gratitude, this sense of gratitude that permeates everything we do. And I've been reading here from an essay by Robert Emmons, who's part of the Greater Good organization. You can find them at greatergood.berkeley.edu. And it's kind of an online magazine that has a lot of articles about this whole topic. As he goes on uh, to finish this, this article, it says, what gets in the way of gratitude? Well, he says, seeing with grateful eyes requires that we see a web of interconnection in which we alternate between being givers and receivers. The humble person, we talked about the importance of humility here. The humble person says that life is a gift to be grateful for, not a right to be claimed. Humility is profoundly countercultural. It does not come easily or naturally, particularly in a culture that values self-aggrandizement. It requires the sustained focus on others rather than on the self. Or as the Jewish proverb states, humility is limiting oneself to an appropriate space while leaving room for others. I like that when you think about that. Instead of psychologically and even physically thinking about your own space, even your own safe space, you're leaving room for other people. Thinking about oneself is natural. Humility is unnatural. Perhaps this is why gratitude is counterintuitive. It goes against our natural inclinations. We want to take credit for the good that we encounter. We certainly don't like a lot of the bad that we encounter, and we always want to push that away, right? But this self-serving bias is the adult derivative of childhood egocentricity. Reigning in entitlement and embracing gratitude and humility is spiritually and psychologically liberating. Gratitude is the recognition that life owes me nothing, and all the good that I have is a gift. It is not a getting of what we are entitled to. My eyes are a gift, so is my wife, my freedom, my job, and my every breath. Recognizing that everything good in life is ultimately a gift is a fundamental truth of reality. Humility makes that recognition possible. The humble person says, how can I not be filled with overflowing gratitude for all the good in my life and that I've done nothing to merit? The realization that all is a gift is freeing, and freedom is the very foundation upon which gratitude is based. True gifts are freely given and require no response. Jesus was free to withhold the gift of healing, and he did not demand the other nine who were healed to return to express gratitude. That's pretty profound, too. The one who did return exercised his freedom as well. In both cases, gratitude is what set them free. And as Robert Emmons says here in What Gets in the Way of Gratitude, gratitude is ultimately what sets us free. So those are some thoughts here following the big turkey day or back-to-back turkey day uh, that you may have experienced here. So as you go forth in this weekend and in the weeks ahead, think a lot about gratitude and whether or not your life is organized in a posture of gratitude. And it's something you can discuss with your family and friends uh, as you go through the holidays, certainly, and uh, into the next year ahead. I greatly appreciate you being a part of the uh, program here with us this morning. I want to thank you for walking along with me. And for every week that you're with Gloria and I as we do the program, hope you receive some good things to think about. So for my dear friend and co-host Gloria, our producer Sarah, and all those who make the show possible, truly we are thankful, we are truly grateful for you being there. And until we meet again, dear friends, remember, do not regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Have a blessed week.